Hosting for this podcast is made possible through mtgcast.com, which is supported by a generous contribution from quietspeculation.com, Magic's premier trading and financial news site. Welcome to Merchant Scroll, the 10-minute financial podcast brought to you by quietspeculation.com. I'm Doug Lynn, and I'll be your host for the show. Welcome to Episode 1. This week we're talking about core set rares and modern spec targets. I think Magic 2014 has three specific cards in particular that I want to be keeping a close eye on, and they are Mutavault, Chandra Pyromaster, and Scavenging Ooze. Now, I'm keeping an eye on them for different reasons, but the overall goal and the, the theme that goes over this is that Magic 2014 is not a popular set. There are not cards in it that are very expensive other than those three, and it came at a time this past summer where it quickly had to compete against Modern Masters, and it's going to be competing with Theros as well. So as soon as Theros comes out, this is the last time people are ever going to open Magic 2014 in any meaningful quantity. So the cards that we see on the market right now, I think are going to be about the cards that are going to be there forever. I think the supply is already out there. So I want to talk Mutavault. First, Mutavault, it's a... About $12 right now, and Mutavault is a card that I think is going to certainly see $15 to $20 price in a couple months, because remember, people are depressing the market price by thinking that there will just continue to be more Mutavaults open in your store every week, uh, but that's not that's not going to be the case. So Mutavault, I see playing into the new standard because decks are going to want to put in more spell lands. We had the stuff from Innistrad rotating. And so good cards like Moreland Haunt, Cassic Wolf Run, there's not that anymore. So if a deck can fit in some copies of Mutavault, I think they will. And I think Mutavault's going to continue to be a solid role player. I think it's going to be a four of and at least one deck. You know, you're going to see it in something aggressive. Um, Mono Red is going to want to run some copies, even though it competes with cards like Boros Reckoner. But we're going to see some support for Mutavault. Um, based on the tribal things. Um, it's a Minotaur, it's a Merfolk, it's an Elemental, uh, it's a Sliver, if that matters at all, ever. I don't think it does in Constructed Magic, but I think that the price is a little low on it right now. So I think Mutavault is a card that you definitely want to pick up. Scavenging Ooze is another one. Now, Ooze started around 10, bounced up to 20, it's settled around 13 right now. Again, it's another card that I think a lot of people say, well, this is this has opened up a lot in my store. I see a lot. It was a promo. You know, it shouldn't be more than the, the $10 that the Steam code was. But I'm hearing from lots of stores and people that the promos are gone. They certainly are in my area. And Scavenging Ooze has not been hurt by uh, the cards in Theros as much as people thought. I think Scavenging Ooze will continue to be an amazing card for anything running green, which can be Naya, a Bant deck, uh, we might see, and we will probably see a continuation of Jund. We might see a red-green deck coming out. Um, there's certainly the tools for it. And Scavenging Ooze, I think at $13, it's another card I'm going to say is going to end up around 15 to 20 because you have to remember that the supply is dictating how few of these there are. One of the reasons that Jace the Mind Sculptor hit 100 bucks in Standard was that it was from Worldwake, which was a set that nobody opened. Um, it was only available for a very short time, uh, and the set after it, which was Rise of the Eldrazi, Rise was a three-booster pack format. So when you were drafting it, you didn't get Zendikar, World Wake, and a Rise. You got three Rise packs. 
So people were really into drafting Rise. They really didn't like drafting Zendikar because it was too fast. So World Wake got pushed off to the wayside, which is why I tell people, I think you always look at the World Wake rares. You look at anything that's in an under open set, and I really think Scavenging Ooze is going to see some, some shine on this. It's definitely a modern role player for years and years to come. And next I want to talk about Chandra Pyromaster, who is a mythic rare. Uh, at the time of recording, she's $19.00. People are calling this card the Red Jace. <laughs> I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but it has definitely shown that it is good in certain decks recently. So it's appeared in Legacy in a Grinder Painter Stone deck. It's popped up a lot in Modern and Jund decks. I think it definitely has a home there. Jund is still trying to figure out what to put in the Bloodbraid Elf slot. Um, I don't think Huntmaster of the Fells is great. I think some number of Chandra is probably the right call. It's also a good standard card, a repeatable ability to pick things off, as well as draw cards is good. Uh, she was $10, $12 very recently, and the price has ticked up a lot. I don't see this as a buy at $20. I could be wrong. I don't know where the Mythics are going. But if she sees standard play, you need to keep an eye on her, because there are going to be decks that, that might run her. And if they do, listeners, you, you have to pay attention to make sure you have to look to see if she has standard play. Because if she does, and there's an actual home for the card that wants Chandra Pyromaster, uh, it's going to be a card that people are going to want. Uh, but I wouldn't buy them now without knowing what the metagame is. And you might lose some upside on it now, or you might have to pay more for your play copies. But I think that people might swing too far into this. Uh, I've had other people telling me, you know, you... Look at that, and then you think of Jay's Architect of Thought, which hit 50 bucks. Um, the same could be said for Chandra. She could go up to 50. Um, I'm not going to be buying copies, but you should be paying attention to yours. You should obviously not be selling or trading off your copies. Remember that she's going to be legal in standard for a year now, and uh, the supply source for them is going to dry up. Next, I want to shift gears and talk about some modern specs. So Grand Prix Detroit happened this past weekend, um, and it had six of the eight decks in the top eight were Jund or Jund variants. Um, I'm just lumping green-black rock into that, too, because uh, it's a pretty close deck as well. So many Dark Confidants, so many Deathrite Shamans, so many Lilianas. People are talking about what needs banning, if anything. Now, what makes Jund so powerful is that it is so redundant. I think Dark Confident makes an excellent draw engine, but at the same time it's got Inquisition of Kozilek and Thoughtseize, both of which are excellent, clear things out early spells, and they work against everybody. Uh, people are also saying that the combination of Deathrite Shaman plus turn 2 Liliana is brutal. And I agree, it is brutal. It's hard to fight through. I don't think it's ban-worthy, and I don't think those are cards that you ban, because if you take out Deathrite Shaman, people are going to be looking at other options if the turn to Liliana is still crazy. So you could be running birds, you could run Noble Hierarch or Lanoir Elves, or you could even run Elves of the Deep Shadow if you really needed black mana in the deck. So Jund would do what Jund always does, which is just slot something else into it. People are also saying that the modern fetch lands need to be banned, and this idea is gaining traction among pros. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm also not a person who's holding a whole lot of modern fetch lands uh, for a long time because they are going to be reprinted eventually. There is going to be a modern masters too, and that will destroy the, the value of these fetch lands. I don't see them as a good long-term spec, so I would not be holding co extra copies. 
Um, but I'm not holding extra copies anyway. The results of Detroit don't really uh, make an impact on that. Last up, I want to talk about a modern spec that I've been pretty interested in, and that is Leyline of Sanctity. So Leyline of Sanctity, it's two white-white. It's a Leyline, and it says that you gain hexproof. And what I like about Leyline is that it is a good answer to a turn one thought sees because you run it out there on turn zero. If you're going to be playing a white deck, I really think you need four Leyline of Sanctity if Jund is a card that really threatens you. And a lot of decks have to, are, have to respect Jund. And Leyline is a good enough card against a deck like Jund or Burn that when you get it in your opening hand, you obviously have an unlosable game. And it is still pretty good later in the game. For example, against Jund, a Leyline on turn four will stop a later Liliana um, that will target you to sacrifice a creature. It stops your ultimate. It uh, stops Burn to your head. Um, it stops things like Blightning or Top Decked discard spells, so I think it's still useful later in the game. It randomly hoses decks like Scapeshift. Um, Gifts Ungiven is a card that targets and can no longer be cast because there's no legal targets with Leyline in play. Um, Leyline is also another core card from Magic 2011, which was a uh, sparsely open set and sort of falls along the same lines that I'm saying for our previous cards from Magic 2014 that I think Leyline of Sanctity which is currently $10 or so, could easily see the $20 to $30 mark if it's a card that people really need to get a copy of, need to get four copies of to beat Jund. And going into the PTQ season, I think you'll find a lot of people looking for that card, and they will all be looking for four copies of it. So my pick of the week is to pick that up. Um, I think it's a fantastic card. I've got my play set. Um, They're only going to end up being more expensive from here on out. Well, thank you for tuning into this episode of Merchant Scroll. I'm your host, Doug Lynn. If you want to get a hold of us, our Twitter name is Merchant Scroll. You can find us at quietspeculation.com Merchant Scroll, or you can find the page for this episode at quietspeculation.com slash ms1, and you'll find the show notes there as well.